0: That's right, folks. It's still happening this week. Asking who I am is the tip, and this is the True Identity Podcast. Welcome back to the Short Identity Series. This is episode 11. I am in God the Father and Jesus the Son. I am also your host, Corey Frodick. TIP's mission is best summarized in these three points. First, in this Short Identity Series, we discuss where I found my true identity— Secondly, how experiencing this truth has changed my life. And lastly, I hope to stir up the Holy Spirit in you to experience this revelation for yourself. You know, for some time I lived my life trying to be something that I wasn't. Experiencing the joy of living in my true identity has transformed my circumstances. Today, we continue talking about knowing you and I are in God the Father and Jesus the Son. You are and God the Father, and Jesus the Son. Welcome to the True Identity Podcast. Welcome. Yeah. Where our mission is those six, six words. words. Love God, love, love people, people, make disciples. And this, this message its never changed. It's been the same. It's that we're dead to the old, and made, but made new, new in Christ. Christ. Let's get into it. That's right, made new in Christ. Today we're reading from John seventeen, twenty-one. But as we continue reading from the high priest prayer in John 17, I'll continue reading from verse 16 to our verse in verse 21 for today. It says, They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, You know, last week I spoke about how you and I are kept from the evil one. This week, as I have prepared to hear from the Lord, I've come to understand this. Jesus was put on the cross for one reason. He was hated more than anything for this one reason. I don't want this hate to come my way, but I understand it will eventually if I truly identify with today's verse. Have you ever felt like you weren't welcome somewhere? Have you ever felt like you weren't living the life that you were called to live? Let me rephrase that. Have you ever felt like you were living someone else's life? You know, I lived my life for some time like a lone wolf. I had friendships and I had relationships, but I always felt a bit unwelcome. I always felt a bit detached. Have you ever felt like you were outside the party, looking in at all the people on the inside, having fun, being in great conversation, living a carefree lifestyle, and seemingly not even noticing that you're even there or not there? This week's verse goes deeper than last week's. In other words, it was a bit more painful for me to learn. Growing up, I was uniquely exposed to things I had a big family on both of my parents' sides. I had many cousins, all mostly my age. My grandparents were married young and had strong, meaningful relationships. Most of my childhood friends and common associations, except for a few, had the same. One day, I felt like everything had changed for the worse. Adapting to this new change was not easy. My first world lessons were not the hardest. But they were different. I found myself trying to seek approval, acting out, and being extremely impulsive. I was young, I didn't know anything better, and thought my strength was enough. I thought because I could pretend to be like my association, that I was more accepted. After all, I thought I could look the part. But on the inside, I felt rejected. I felt like I wasn't good enough. At times, my confidence was shattered. I need to go back a bit further, though, to my earlier years. Let me start by saying I love my mom and dad. I know they aren't perfect, and I love them no matter what. They're the only parents I have. When I was a young boy, my parents got divorced. But they tried to be active in my life. I think it worked to our benefit that we had a solid family on both sides. This brings me to the late elementary school days, somewhere around 12 years old. I felt like someone flipped a switch, and suddenly both of my parents had left me to figure out how to navigate life's international waters. I say that because when I went into the military, I joined the U.S. Navy and I got to sail the, the international waters. For quite some time. And when a storm starts to swirl up in those waters, the waves get a little nasty. I may embellish this a little bit, or it might seem exaggerated to some people, but as a 12 year old young man, I needed and lacked the leadership that a parent should have with their child. This brings me context now when I look at my daughter, that is roughly the same age. My parents were in my life. But they were both at a distance, busy doing their thing. My dad was usually at the bar, drinking with friends, working, or coaching some other kid's baseball team. I felt like my mom was always getting married and moving to the next opportunity. It was always everywhere but where I was. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I was comfortable being the victim. At this point in my life, I didn't have the discipline to hear from the Lord. For so long, I could hear with my fleshly ears, but my heart wasn't hearing what the Spirit of the Lord was trying to teach me. This week, I heard in the Real Life podcast a message that gave me further insight. I had to nurture a hearing heart. Try telling a 12-year-old boy he needs to nurture a hearing heart and give him very little instruction. See how that goes. In that podcast, it said, and it used uh, Psalm 14, and it says, A fool says in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. You know, the spiritual part of who I was was a fool. I didn't understand. I didn't have the heart to hear. It sounds like our spirit is wrestling with these conversations, and our hard hearts prevent the message from having a life. It was at this time in my life that I could never remember anything I read in school. Maybe you guys can relate. I guess it makes sense. We kind of need to care about what we're reading before we can actually understand it. That means we need to commit. (laughs) That means I need to commit before I can expect to get anything in return. If I can interrupt real, real quick, This podcast is entirely made in my spare time, so if you feel led to donate, my Cash app is True Identity Podcast. If you want to hear more of this content, please let us know that way. Back to the episode. I want this to be very clear. I don't regret my upbringing. There are many things I was exposed to that make me the man I am today. Both of my parents I have great relationships with today, better than they were. I talk with my dad on a regular basis and I'm mending and growing my relationship with my mom. There's still much to learn from her and there's still uh, room to grow. And I'm looking forward to growing both of those relationships. I have a stepmom that I shared a side of culture that was woven into my being. I miss that time of my life a great deal. I remember learning about prayer with her because she was one of the most consistent parent figures in my life at that time. I know my parents did their best, but barely making it out of junior high school and dropping out of high school should have been expected. I was a smart kid. I had people at a distance that cared about me, but were limited in what they could actually do for me. I dipped my toe in the Young Life Kool-Aid, but was too afraid to go all in On such a critical time of my life. At this time, I started making decisions that hurt my future. The meaningful steps I needed to take were a mystery to me, and I wasn't strong enough to trust people of faith. After all, they believed in stuff they couldn't see, right? I didn't understand who I was. I was ashamed. I was too prideful to admit it. I was a teenage boy who was a slave to sin the old Corey who likes to crash and burn. Yeah. The one that set everything on fire that he touched during my senior year of high school, we moved out of my childhood home and into a rental home. We no longer had a home because we rented somebody else's home. My dad wasn't home. We didn't do much together any longer. My mom lived in Texas or Nebraska at the time. I honestly don't remember. I noticed most of my friends and extended family still lived in their same homes. Most of my friends were stable in their families. I felt like I was the anomaly. God used this season of my life for good. He showed me that I didn't understand gratitude. He showed me that I didn't understand my pride. He showed me that no matter what, my true home wasn't that old house in Lakewood, Colorado. My true home was with Him. Remembering this makes me cry out to God the Father. Father, I need you. I never want to feel that way again. There is nowhere like home when I know I am in God the Father and Jesus the Son. It's the only place I know I'm always welcome. It's the only place I know when I'm truly home. Knowing this truth helps me experience that attitude of gratitude that I lacked when I was a younger boy. Humility before a holy God defeats my pride. He's helped me to wake up daily and prayerfully humble myself. Saying things like I am in God the Father and Jesus the Son might upset some people. Side note, I tried writing this last statement into my PC, got spell-checked, and was told I needed to rewrite this statement for clarity. Moving on. I understand some people don't understand the God thing. I understand some people don't experience a relationship with a loving God. I understand because I've been through some stuff, and I know you have too. Feeling sorry for myself got me nowhere except further from my true identity. This relationship with God is no different from any other. It takes work, and it takes effort. I know God has used All of the things in my life to reveal to me all of who he is. Knowing that I am in God the Father and Jesus the Son reveals to me my true identity. God gave me this faith and his Holy Spirit to understand these truths. The truth is, you are in God the Father and Jesus the Son. I do not ask for these things only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. What is it that's robbing you of your joy right now? That joy that Jesus says was his, and that he gave to us. You know, it can be refreshing to hear this message real quick. Vadi, tell him what it is.
1: So that all those who come to Christ may enter in. So that all those who place faith in Christ might be saved. But not only saved, but sanctified. Because he's the firstborn of many brethren. We're justified and we're adopted into the family of God. And we're sanctified. And as his children, we begin to bear the family resemblance. And we're further sanctified throughout this life by the very same gospel that saves us until one day when it's all said and done, we're not just saved from the penalty of sin. We're not just saved from the power of sin, but one day we're glorified and saved from the very presence of sin. That's the gospel that we preach. That's the gospel that we need. And that's the gospel that's more than enough.
0: That's right, baby. That's the gospel. Praise be to God. Please don't hesitate to connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at True Identity Podcast. Please like and subscribe to the podcast, share it with someone who you think needs to hear this message, and look for more content to follow. Peace, we out till next week.